Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my left, Uncle Buck. One month in, how's dad life been? It's uh, it's a struggle. It's got a, it's it's moments of laughter and joy, and then it's like motherfucker. What the fuck do I do to here? Yeah. What do I do now? What do I do here? Yeah. Constant question. What's wrong with you? If he tell could just, me. If he could just talk. Yeah. Just, right? just At this tell point, me. Yes. Do you have shit in your diaper? Are you hungry? Does your tummy hurt? Does your head itch? Do you want me to scratch your back? Tell me what's wrong with you, dude. And they say you can identify by what's wrong with them with the the noise that they make. The cry. My ass. They all sound the same. Really? Yeah. Now, at this point, Kobe just turned like, I think it's like five weeks old. I'm starting to distinguish the different cries. I'm lost. Really? I'm like at the at the batter's box with the blindfold on right now. Now, does he, does he make a certain noise whenever he needs to burp? Uh, what, see, we're having an issue right now oh. is, uh, we think you might have reflux, which is pretty common in babies. So oh, he'll, yeah. Oh, yeah. so he'll like, he struggles to take a full bottle at one feed. So we'll okay. have to take our time. But when I burp him, I know when he's going to burp because he'll like arch his back, kind of like a pterodactyl. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so I know when he's going to burp. You see, I don't. Yeah. And sometimes Kobe has trouble burping. And it's a struggle right now for us. And it's a struggle for me to get... I think that's my number one struggle, is how, burping how do, the how kid. Do you, how do you burp? What's I, well, your technique? I, I try it all. I got him up on the shoulder, yep. face into my shoulder, patting his back, all the way down his back. And then sometimes I put him on my knee, if that don't work, and kind of hold him by the head a little bit, it's underneath kind, the chin, kind of. Like but I don't choke, like that because choking. I feel like I'm choking him. Yep. You know, and I don't like they, that. They lean over like a zombie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I don't like that. I usually like the on the shoulder, but sometimes, like I said, man, I struggle getting the kid to burp. Try this. It's the very bottom of his tailbone. So you're not patting nothing. So let it right, right above, above the his, ass crack, right above his diaper line. Just rub it. Rub it. Rub it. Huh. Because what that does, I guess, like they're ticklish or some shit. So that has to do with the, the whole burping process. So it'll get them to like, Tense up and then burp. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. On the last episode, which was over a month ago, we were talking about you and your wife getting induced that on, week. on that Wednesday, August 9th. And I was supposed to go after that. You were going to be the new number one in the podcast group. It was going to be me. Then it was going to be you. Then it was going to be Otis. Yeah. That all got changed up out yeah. of nowhere. The draft lottery got... uh a little fucked up on that. Yeah. Because, you know, we left that day and you were like, hey man, good luck on Wednesday. Let me know how it goes. But that's not how it all went down. It it took a, a turn of events real quick. Yeah. So let me tell you the story. That Sunday, we recorded on Saturday. On that Sunday. I mean, at that point, you guys didn't know exactly when Kobe was going to be born. No, he was just due on the 22nd. Yeah. Like, we had no idea. Okay. And she has not had one single contraction or sign of anything. Like, she was fine all weekend long. We go to Sunday dinner. Have That's at 5 o'clock. What was for supper? Fuck, I couldn't tell you. You think that's what put her in it? It might have. Might have been. Might have so, greased her up a little bit. 5 to 7, we're at 5 to 8, we're at Sunday dinner. And we come home, she takes a shower, everything's good to go. And at that point, she was sleeping upstairs in the guest bedroom, and I was sleeping in our bedroom. Did you get a Hummer? A blowjob? What, do what does that have to do with anything? Uh, I'm just asking. I wanted to know how the night unfolded. I mean, you're telling me everything oh, that was happening. Oh, Just wanted no, to know if she... No. I came downstairs about 10.40 just to watch TV because she was going to bed, so I didn't want to stay upstairs, so I just came down and started watching TV through a chew-in, flipping on TikTok, doing all that. Well... Come to find out, I got lost in the sauce on TikTok. You ever just scroll TikTok and just you? Then you look at your phone and it's been an hour. Well, that happened to me that night, and I heard a knock at the door, and it was like shit, man. It was like twelve thirty, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I always lock my bedroom door. It's just a habit. And she's not. She's not in the room with you. No, she's not. <laughs> you don't want to get walked in on. I get it. That's cool. <laughs> so you think I was. Pretty good chance you're beating something up. No, I was just watching TikTok. Right. Anyway, so I get up and I, I get up and I <laughs> unlock the door and it's her and she goes, "I think I'm having contractions." So when she said that to me, two things went through my mind: holy shit, it's happening, and two bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you we, know, 
I told you how that went pre like before we had the false alarm. Yes, yes. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. If it happens, it happens, but I'm not gonna get excited until I see that doctor come in that's gonna deliver the kid. Yeah. Until then. See, I didn't I didn't know either because I heard your story. I've heard several other people's story. Like there's there's some false false signs there that people have experienced. What's what there's something that's called there's a there's a term out there for like false contractions. Yeah. I forget what it is. Anyway, I said, okay, babe, come in here, lay down in bed with me. We'll see if it goes away. Well, it kept getting, it kept coming back, coming back, getting worse. I'm like, okay, let's go upstairs. Let's sit on, sit on the, I'm going to sit on the couch. You sit on that ball and you start bouncing. Cause she said it's supposed to help sit on a ball or something. I don't know. I, it, during Haley's experience in the delivery room, her bouncing on the yoga ball, she went eight and a half centimeters before she got her epi. Okay. Her, wow. her, yeah. oh. Wow, her pain. Shit. Well, it's supposed to be ten, huh? Ten has the baby. And I'm she talking went eight and a half. I'm talking. Yeah, she almost went the whole fucking ball game without pain meds. Well, fuck that. Because That's... I seen how much pain my wife was in. So anyway, I'm I'm upstairs, and I start writing down the contractions. I'm so you're keeping a captain's log. Hell yeah, you're a I hell had, of a father. I had I'd like s- five or six sticky notes for hours, and I was like. We got to call somebody because this shit's happening. You mean and, you didn't have one of these monitors that you just pulled on her and tracks it? No, we didn't have any of that. We got, we got, we had one. Oh, good for you, rich ass. <laughs> Troy, buy it for you. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm tracking this shit, and I'm telling you, it's going on. You know, in between four and ten minutes apart for at least two hours, and I'm like, holy shit, this is real. And I could see the pain that she's in. So I said, let's call a doctor, see what the doctor says. So we call the doctor, and it was just. It wasn't her doctor. It was the on-call doctor, and she was kind of, you know, like, no help at all. Why are you bothering me for? Yeah, basically, like, if you're that worried about it, just Just come in. in. And we're like, oh, fuck, that was no help. You get paid way too much. Yeah. So I didn't know what else to do, so I called my mom. I think it's Braxton's. Yeah, Braxton Hicks. Yeah. So I had to call my mom and have her come over because I needed another female's perspective because I don't know what the fuck contractions are or what they feel like. I don't know anything about it. Mom comes over. She's here for about an hour, and finally, she's like, "Your mom said let's let's let's, let's get the ba- let, let's get the bags in the car." Because I, I mean, we we were prepared. I mean, I had the bags out; I was ready to roll. So I said, "Holy shit, we're actually going to the hospital!" So I get everything ready, throw it in the car. We get to the hospital. They admit us. They come in. They say, "You're not there. You're only like one centimeter or something." And we're like, "Well, holy shit, what are these contractions?" And they said that I mean, they're not that bad. We're going to give you another hour, and we'll see how they progress. Come back in. She's still one centimeter. She's saying your contractions aren't getting any closer. They're not getting any worse, though. I mean, you're still having contractions, but you're not going to have a baby anytime soon. So we're like, holy fuck. Like, And she told the doctor, I don't want to go home if I feel like this because I feel like shit every four minutes. Like These contractions, actually, they, they're hurting. And she's like, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll give you one more hour to see if you get any farther. If not, you, I mean, you're probably going to have to go home. Okay. She comes in the next hour, sticks her finger up in there, four centimeters. She goes, you're having a baby today. Holy fuck. It just got real, Buck. It was like three hours just sitting in one room saying, no, you're not going to have a baby. You're not going to have a baby. And then there was no thought in my head that made me think we were going to have a baby that day. I thought we were just going home. Well, kudos to Katie to be like, no, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you it was imagine her getting home. Yeah. And then going four centimeters and then having to drive our ass. You would have had the fucking there. kid at roll long lane. <laughs> yeah. In the fucking <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kid would have been a real villager. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, let's just fast forward. I mean, we get in there, we're sitting in the room. I'm getting prepared. She gets the epidural, you know, this is all in between four and two twenty PM. So we had the baby and I don't know what, almost 10, what is that, 10 hours? Well, she started her contraction, so I guess that's when the, the it started. I couldn't tell you when it starts. and I just know it finishes when... The birth process started. So yeah. she went she went like 14 hours, whatever. But I guess the questions I want to ask you, it was a surprise to me. You knew you were having yours, but when you got into that room, did you get nervous right away? No. Because it shocked me when I went in there because I'm just like, oh, fuck. It's happening, and you know everything runs through your mind. So you didn't feel that way? Or is it because you knew it was going to happen that day? Probably. I mean, and it helped that we had her sister there, like a nurse perspective. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of she's already had her child, so she knew the the ins and outs of 
you know, jump on the ball if you're in pain and it kind of helps and rubbing your back and all this shit. So her sister being there helped tenfold and kind of kept me at chill because we, we took the Bluetooth speaker and we were rocking out the M&M and, you know, 50 cent, just getting her, you so know. So you were getting, getting your mind right. Yeah. Okay. See, my experience was a little different. It was her mom, her sister, and myself in the room when she gave birth. And, I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but we weren't blaring 50 Cent or Eminem. I mean, this wasn't during when Mox was being born. I know. I know, but them that hours li- them hours cool. leading up to yeah. it, you know. You guys are just We're just hanging out, talking. Staying you know, calm. Yeah, everything was good. But when the nurse came in and said, hey, are you ready to push? My wife's like, yeah, let's get after it. That's when I went into dad mode real quick. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And I had a sweatshirt on because the rooms are chilly. The rooms are fucking I wish chilly. she would have gave me a fucking heads up on how cold they were. <laughs> I know. So I had a sweatshirt on, and the doctor, the nurse was getting ready to, you know, have her push. I said, can you guys wait one second? And I took off my sweatshirt, but you know how sometimes the sweatshirt gets caught in your belly and some of your titties show, your stomach shows? Katie, she's on this epidural. She's a little woozy or whatever. She goes, Clay, what in the fuck are you doing? Are you taking your fucking shirt off? Like, she started dropping F-bombs on me. I'm like, no, but... I might have to if this gets serious. And the nurse is like, fuck it. Go ahead and take it off. Take that shirt off. I'm like, God damn. So you went bare chested. No, I wanted, I didn't, but I actually thought about it. She's like, don't worry. If you want to go take your shirt off, go ahead. The the attention isn't going to be on you. No one's going to care if you have your shirt off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll just leave it on after you said that. That would have been kind of weird. Yeah. Like when everybody, like when like three people come in to deliver the baby actually. Imagine. That would have been fucking weird if you I was walked, sitting there. Yeah, like, if I was a nurse and I walked in, you're in the corner flexing <laughs> with your fucking shirt off. Oh, shit. But, man, you know, overall, the birth experience was 10 out of 10 for me because I watched every single thing happen. That I went, I seen her start the contractions and I seen her birth that baby in the same day and it was you, fucking amazing. You seen Kobe come out of the U. I seen the Yoo-Hoo or I seen or. Kobe's head. Before my wife did, because I, when he just started crowning, I was down there behind the nurse watching it. The fuck is wrong with you? Dude, the thing that they do with their I, fingers, like literally this doctor was doing like circles around her, is it the labia? Labias. And pussy lips. <laughs> Those. And like around the curtains, baby's head. Beef curtains. Yeah. And she was just like massaging it. And I'm just like, oh. It's kind of helping it out. This is something. Like, and then, but then there's, there's your baby's head. Like, be I, honest. What? You didn't get hard, did you? Hell no, Buck. You ain't getting hard looking at that. <laughs> Dude, there's like blood and like just, liquids. Was the doctor a woman? Yeah. I mean, that didn't turn you on at all? Watching another woman kind of... No. Just asking. But it, the whole process was just, I don't know, man. Amazing. Watching it happen. Like I told everybody that I was going to be in there and in it. You were in it. Dude, I was in it. My wife told me one time I was supposed to be holding the leg. I dropped her leg. And I went around and watched because the lady's like, hey, here's his head. And I like dropped the leg. And I went over there and just watched like his head crown. So you were like Jack Nicholas at a Lakers game. Just yeah. Court side. Fucking front row. Front row. Like if, she, if the nurse was the fucking center, I was taking the snap. My wife said she was, she was grunting one time and like had her eyes closed. And then she opened them when the contraction was over. And there I was. All she seen was my face in her crotch because I wanted to, I wanted to be there. But the nurse was cool about it. She's like, hey, here's his head. Like, you can start to see his, like, head crown a little bit. And she was, like, touching his hair. She's like, you want to touch his hair? I'm like, no, I'm not going to touch his hair just just yet. Like, the nurse was really cool, but that shit would have made you hit the floor, I feel like. Right or wrong? Oh, that's, our whole process was, she was at, like, four and a half centimeters, and then they put, like, a balloon, a catheter balloon up in Uh, it. Yep, yep. Whatever it was, and... Isn't that supposed to speed it up? Yeah. This thing literally fell out of Haley. The, the baby? Bl- no, the, the blue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mox just jumped on the fuck out. So the, but bl- the, the, the balloon fell out, so Haley was like holding it. So we called the nurse, and the nurse walks in, and Haley's just in the in the hospital bed holding up this, I don't know, anal bead looking thing. Yeah. And the nurse like stopped in her tracks immediately. She goes, what the, what is that? And then she grasp she's like oh my god i've never seen like somebody just walk in and the patient is holding what is supposed to be inside of them yeah right so, so is that like a scary thing no it just uh, means that she was 
She was a six centimeter. So, so the, the fucker fell out. Yeah, the the thing that spreads it, supposed yeah. to speed it up, it literally just oh. popped out. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so then they put her on like a peanut ball for 30 minutes and she was having problems of getting to that, you know, the time to push. Yeah, yeah. So it went like two hours before they came in and checked on her again. And then the nurse walked in and checked. And I, I mean, it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. She checked her and... Oh, there's his head. Like, she didn't even put a half a finger in. Yeah. It's go time. So, we went from being, you know, chill, laid back to yeah, holy a split fuck. second, we're going. Okay. And it's kind of weird and kind of scary at the same time of how easy Haley made the whole pushing process look. Like, Haley made the whole pregnancy, the labor part, look so easy that it's scary because she'll want to do it again. You know what I'm Katie's saying? the same way. She goes, I would rather deliver the baby a hundred times over again, then be pregnant for nine more months. Yeah. Like that process was the easiest of the whole thing, just delivering it. So when the doctor came in to deliver him, I'm like all the way up in the corner of the bed and the, the room, the, the hospital bedroom. Because you'll get sick. Yeah. Or go down. And I put a chair beside me and it had like a open arm space. So I would literally put my legs through it and crossed it while I'm standing. So I'm like... I don't know, intertwined between it. So if I do pass out, you're not going to go down. I'm not going to go down. Yeah. And I'm not looking at all. She did a total of 10 pushes. Yeah. And the whole time, like I'm trying to be, you know, supportive and what do I need to do to help you? Because I'm not holding a leg. The nurses, Haley probably had like 10 different nurses in there. Yeah. This whole period. So they were all doing that. And I can't look because I don't want to, it's like a train wreck to me. Like if I get a glance, I'm going to look. <laughs> even though I don't want to. So I'm trying my hardest not to fucking look anywhere down south. Nowhere that direction. Let me hold you right there. I'll ask you one question and let you keep going. Did they ask you for a mirror? Yes. And you said no. I said, fuck no. Okay. All right. We brought the mirror in. I'll go on with that later. Continue your story. Um. So she is, you know, doing her thing, pushing, and I'm just trying to be supportive. What can I do? What? So I'm like, literally, I got my hand on her head, not looking at her. Looking at the fucking wall, and I'm just rubbing it. Like a dog. Like a fucking dog. And yeah. her, her, she starts laughing because I pretty much made her fucking hair into like a bird's nest. Yeah. So it's all like- All burned up. Yeah, all fucking matted and shit. <laughs> yeah. And in my brain, I'm thinking, damn, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm real supportive. Like, this is really helping her. And the whole time, I was just being a goofball and a yeah. fuck up and wasn't doing anything. But she literally, I think it was like three sessions of- um, pushing three different pushes. Yeah. And at one point she couldn't feel the contraction. So they were telling her when the push. Yeah. And then now she did put her hand down there and fill Mox's head at one point. And I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's fucking sick. They, like, right. let's just keep your hands to yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. Like See, he's not even born yet. And you're did. down there just playing with your kitty. Like, yeah, they, let's, let's just pass on they that. They did ask Katie if she wanted to feel the head. Like, who wants to do and that? Katie what? said, she "What did, is the whole?" She said, "Experience." No. I don't. I, she, I think she said no. But anyway, about the mirror, they brought the mirror in, and that just changed the whole experience. You're literally watching it happen the whole time. If you can stomach to watch it, it's the most amazing thing ever. That you would think someone, something that big of that size, can come out of that hole. It's amazing. It's unreal. The whole birth process just blows my fucking mind. I think you need checked in the brain. You need... Dude, I was so close. The doctor warned me. She goes, I want to warn... When he was coming out, like the shoulders... Get a little spray on you? She goes, you're in the splash zone right now. I said, I don't care. Let's do this. She goes, I respect it. And then here it comes. Just came right out. A little... I didn't get anything on me, but I could see it. (laughs) She took that baby, threw him up on mom's chest... Like everything, everything was going like they're wiping him down, sucking the shit out of his mouth. And I'm just sitting there like balling my eyes out. Just like, what in the fuck just happened? So you cried. You were oh, a little emotional. Did I not? Yes. I cried my eyes out, dude. Did you not? Yeah. Oh, I did. See, I think I might be different when it's the whole emotional. I don't, I think my feelings have changed over the years. I've gotten a little harder. Oh, I cried. I mean, my, it's good for a man to let out a a cry every once in a while but fuck i couldn't maybe my grandmother's funeral was the last time that i actually you know teared up a little bit this was nothing yeah dude. i was just like oh i'm a fucking dad now. dude i fucking bawled my eyes out now i've talked to other guys they said they cried on their first one but the second one they didn't because they're used to it now i must have like 10 kids man. yeah <laughs> you know so 
Yeah, I mean, watching it all happen, did you uh, happen to see the placenta or any of that come out? I didn't see it come out, but I seen the woman that comes in and takes care of it. She mm-hmm. threw it in like the, the tin. The, like they literally just tossed it in there like fish guts. Yeah, it was it was kind of like in a stainless steel, something you would see in like a cafeteria. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I did catch a glance of that, and I'm just like, Ooh. Well, I, after, after it was all said and done and Katie had the baby on her chest, I still took, you know, time to look down there and see what was happening. And that doctor literally was just pulling stuff out of her. It looked like guts were just coming out. And here come the placenta, and she just grabbed it and tossed it in the bucket like she just, you know, filleted the fish, and there went the guts. Kobe. Yeah, basically. And then you heard it splat in there, and you're like, and I was like, fuck. Now, man. how'd you do with the cord? Did you cut it? Yeah. Story about the cord. Doctor said, uh, Dad, are you cutting the cord? I said, Yes. And I grabbed, I didn't even let her grab them. There was that little tray right there. I grabbed the scissors and I said, Where do I need to cut? She goes, Pointed to where I needed to cut. I cut it. She goes, That was the fastest I've ever seen any dad ever cut the cord. I was ready. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Like, if, if I could go back and I don't want another child, by the way, just yet. But if I could go back and do that all over again, just replay, I would do it again. Because that whole that whole morning, that whole day was just unbelievable to me. Wow, you make me feel like a piece of shit. But here's the thing. The reason why you weren't into it is because you couldn't be. Because if you passed out, you got to get admitted to your own room and you would have missed everything. So you had to take care of yourself first. I respect that. Because if you would have passed out on the floor... You would have missed everything, and your wife would have just been in there by herself, you know, and her sister, but you would have missed it all. You don't want to miss all that. Just look at that wall and pat her head. I like it. It's fine. I mean, that's how we played ball. (laughs) That's how we got down. It worked. Yeah, it was amazing, but, like, I I don't feel like I get that emotional over the type of shit that other people do. Um I guess I just take it for granted. I mean, I'm a dad now. Right. I'm just going to let these people do what they do. Yes, it's a beautiful moment, but I guess I just look at it in a different perspective. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also think another reason why I got emotional was because of the, the process that we all went through, you know. I feel like it was just, it all came together, you know, when that baby got out and threw it on mom's chest. She was crying, I was crying, Mom, her mom was crying, her sister was crying, so it's just like a... You know, a cry fest, but it's fucking amazing, man. Like, I could talk about it all day long. I wish I could go into more detail because I know I'm forgetting shit, but I'll never forget it. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely never forget the whole experience, but it's just, I don't know. I think I think a part of it might be of how easy Haley made it, like, look. Like, the whole yeah, process that, of the pregnancy, yeah, she just made it look like we were just there for a doctor checkup. Fucking champs. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you you got to give props to where it's I mean, there's no way I could have handled that shit. No. I get, when I get the flu, I'm down for like 10 or 12 days. <laughs> no I shit. couldn't imagine having an eight pound baby come out of the head of my dick. Yeah. No like, shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they all, they all, they always say women are way stronger than men. I believe it can now. take pain a lot more. Yeah. I believe it now. Yeah. Cause I mean, if I just barely clip my nut, like uh, my stomach hurts and I'm bent over at the yeah. heels. I, I mean, I don't care how many pain meds you take. Like, you're going to feel, I feel like, a little bit. Uh, Imagine a fucking contraction on the 12th scale, on the Richter, the birth scale. Is that, I was watching, is that it? Yeah, That's I, like the I, F5 yeah, tornado? I think it's 12. Because I was watching that, you know, the monitor. Did you figure out what that monitor meant? I figured it out. So did I. She says she's having a contraction, and that little fucking thing goes up and then comes back down when she's done. You're telling me that ain't what that is? Yeah. She goes, don't look at that. You don't know what that is. She told you that. Yeah, the don't fuck, fuck, don't the, fucking the, look at that. One of the nurses told me that. I said, hey, um, she's having, is that her contractions that are up in like the fives now? Because I've been, I've been like tracking it here and she's like, no, that's, you don't have any idea how. So she tried that. to make you seem like a dumbass. Like a dumb fuck. But it don't take a genius. When my wife says she can feel it coming and the thing starts moving upwards. And then when she says, okay, I'm, I'm feeling better and it comes down, like, you, th- you think I'm an idiot? She probably was going to tell you it's a lie detector test. Oh, well, whatever. So we get out of the room, you know, you go into your own, your own room there. The first night, take me through that because honestly, I was kind of scared. I'm trying to think he was born at 707 and it took, I don't know, probably an hour and a half to get back to the room. Yeah. Cause yep. 
I mean, by the time they stitch her up, wear him, do all that fun shit. So it was late for you then. Yeah, our family were still in the waiting room, so they didn't really get to spend any time with him the first night or see him. They kind of caught him as a glance walking back to the room, and his blood sugar was low because Haley had some issues during pregnancy, so she was on insulin. So like that's naturally, if the baby needs insulin, and all of a sudden he's not getting it, obviously his blood sugar is going to be low. So they tested him, and it was like I don't know thirty, which is low, but whatever. So they tried to give him some glucose and shit. So the first night, Haley slept most of it, but I put him in the little crib right in front of me yep. and I pulled the seat right up and I just stared at him the entire night. Just looked at him and was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, that's, that was my exact thought. Yeah. Like you're in the room by yourself and like no one, they would come in like every two hours and check. they were they were in a little more with him because of his issues, okay. like checking his blood sugar and stuff. But yeah, I mean, they just toss him off and like, hey, this the, is a brand new child. Hit the button if you need us. Good luck. Yeah, it's basically what they tell you. We're not going to tell you how to do anything. No, I mean, you could watch as many YouTube videos or have anybody tell you what to do, but yeah. when it happens, you're like, shit, man, like. What do I do with this? What do I do with that? How do I lift him up to put the diaper on? What do I use to clean the shit out? Like, wow. Yeah. Whirlwind. Yeah, dude. Like that first night, everybody left. Our family was able to come see him. It was like five when we got back to that room. So they all came back. They see he had him. a little more wiggle. Wound. Yeah. yeah. So, but they had to be out by like eight or nine. I think it was, they left at like nine. My mom did. So they're all gone. And now it's just me and Katie in this, this, baby this newborn baby that weighs you know 6.5 you're responsible for i'm responsible for yeah and i'm like i I can't even keep track of my key fob for my truck no and now i have a newborn child and then you know he starts crying and i'm like holy shit see mox didn't cry at all well it wasn't i wouldn't necessarily say a cry but you know whining a little bit so you know we would hold him and they taught us how to like breastfeed or try to breastfeed or something you know so she had this breast pump on, and then she'd put it in the bottle, and then we'd feed him with a little, like, syringe. syringe. So we kept doing that. But it's crazy that they're just born, and they only take, like, a droplet of milk, and they're full. Yeah, they they said their stomach's, like, the size of, like, a, a, a finger or a fingernail or some, yeah. a thumbnail or yeah. something crazy. Yeah. But like, then within three days, it's like... Yep. They're eating 20 yeah. mLs instead of just a drop. Yeah. It's weird. But, man, like like you said, that first night, you just wanted to stare at him. You, it's hard to get sleep because you're so worried about it. like, oh my God, is he all right? Because they have him, you like, they teach you how to swaddle or you swaddle him up, but you don't want him to choke or because it's your first time. Well, and the thing is, is like, how do I know if his blood sugar is dropping to the point that, yeah. you know, he's not responsive? So I would just, I'm telling you, dude, I was glued on him, probably two feet away from him, staring through the glass of just the, watching his little- the crib. Yeah, making sure he's breathing. And like, if he was turning his head, I'd like go and put it back up straight. So it was like, come on, man, you're good. But the whole process of them just throwing you in there with a child that you had no clue what to do. And then you're, you're expected to take care of something that is a living creature, Uh you know? And then the whole time, like our wives are still in recovery. So they really can't do a whole lot. You know what I mean? Because they need help with everything. They can't really sit up in bed without your help. They can't go to the bathroom without your help or the nurse's help. Like, you're mainly responsible for that kid unless it's in his mom's arms. Oh, absolutely. Because they can't get up and grab the kid or anything. Yeah. It, that's up to the dads. Yeah. So The first night is definitely the, it's the a, father's... Oh, fuck if the, it ain't. The father's um, yeah. objective to take care of that child on the very first night he's born. Yeah. 100%. That's probably the most responsibility put on any human being in the entire world. Unless he's feeding on mommy's tit or milk or something. Yeah. The food at the hospital? Okay. I didn't Not eat. Not bad. I didn't eat. You never eat. I know. I had a hamburger. It was pretty good. Was it on point? Hospital cafeteria. Not bad. French yeah. fries were cool too. Yeah. They were good. They were crunchy. Didn't uh, bring me enough ketchup fuckers, but other than that, it was all right. The f- we had a we had a woman come in that was doing our order and she had a little Southern twang to her. Yeah. Like she was from like Georgia or something and the way she said pudding just... I, I about pissed my pants laughing in the seat. I mean, I'm already losing sleep. I'm already sleep deprived. And she said, pudding. You went pudding with that? And I just lost my shit. Like, come on, man. You started laughing in front of her? Yeah. <laughs> pudding. Like, what the fuck is pudding? 
did you have did you have trouble all right so let's let's jump ahead to like coming home did you have trouble like getting him comfortable in the car seat because that was that was just kind of a struggle for me because you know that was the first time he's ever been in it but he didn't like the straps on him like he didn't like being tight of course he went to sleep as soon as we started driving but just the fact that you want him to be safe in that car seat before you head out of the room that was a big deal for me i wanted to learn how to do that here's the thing my experience is a little different than yours because mox did go to the nursery so the first night i was with him i was like he was porcelain you didn't want to pick him up too fast you didn't want to pat him too hard it's like he anything you could do to him he could break at any moment yeah so when he went to the nursery i seen the nurses feed him and change him for the first time and let me tell you they're not exactly gentle with the Uh, the child hell no so at that point i'm thinking fuck it you know i'm not going to toss him across the room or throw him down on the bed or nothing but when it comes to getting the job done i'm not going to be a little bitch about it yeah as gentle as i was yeah so let me tell you i'm not gentle with the motherfucker no more when i change his diaper i change it aggressive i'm there to get the job done (laughs) yeah I don't care if you whimper or whine, boy. You're gonna be going. He's gonna be tough. Like it's it's not gonna do that. So when we put him in the car seat the first time, yes, it was a job, but it, there was there was a goal in in mind, and to that get was get him strapped up and get and him I, home. Yes, and I didn't care how hard it was to put him in there. We I wasn't gentle with him. So the issue of getting him home, it, it wasn't one. I mean, we haven't had an issue with putting him in the car seat and taking him anywhere. Since yeah. he's been born. Yeah, now now's good. I was just saying though, I was kind of like the struggle of I didn't know if it was hurting him because it was too the straps were too tight or if he was uncomfortable because he would whimper a little bit. You know, I it's the first time I've ever done it in my life. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I didn't know how to do it. I had to read the instruction manual on how to loosen up the straps. You know, that's how stupid I am with that shit. So I was just wondering how your experience went. Did you drive slower on the way home because you had a child in the back? I don't think I broke sixty five. Okay. So you were going about five under? Five under, and I threw my phone in the center console. So texting and driving, as long as he's in there, or looking at my phone, checking my fantasy lineup, all that fun shit. All that shit's over. That's out the window. Yeah. How did he do the first few nights at home? First few nights and still today, he's not an issue. Not a bad? Like, we're not, we, like, we've heard horror stories. Yeah, he might whimper once, you know, every once in a while when he's hungry, but usually... Once he's full, you rock him for two minutes. Burp him. Burp him. Back to sleep. Lay him down and he's down. Smooth sailing. The only thing that I have issues with and I've learned tricks and trades after changing so many diapers is I've probably been pissed on 20 times. Wanted to talk about that. Take me through that piss process you've been going through. He's, I've heard you say that a lot. He's been playing games with me, man. Like he, he gets to the point now he's laying down he looks at me and I'll let a little bit of air get to it because they say if you let cold air get to it, it makes him piss. Yeah. So I'll lift that diaper up initially, check to see if he's got a little poo down there. If there's no poo, then that changes the game. It's a little easier. I can be a little more faster, a little more aggressive. Let's get the job done. Yeah. So if there's no poo, I'll I'll pull it up. I'll peek it to make him in his mind think, oh, he's going to take my diaper off. I'm going to piss. And then I'll close it. So then usually he'll, you know, turn around and fucking move a little bit. And then when he goes calm and still, that's when I know he's leaking. So when he stops the whole squirming, I'll look up. Sure enough, he's pissing. So I'll grab a wipe. I prep before I wipe, or diaper. So I get the diaper ready. I get probably four or five wipes. Everything I need is all laid out before I start the process. DG's advice there. Yeah. So after he's done, pull it out. And as I'm pulling it out, I'm taking a wipe at the same time and putting it on a specker. Wiping it. Roll it up, done. But you've had problems with him pissing. Yes. Something, you said See, he was playing games with you. Yeah, he. I mean, he'll he'll know I'll do that whole trick and then close it up and then he won't piss. And then I'll start changing the diaper, you know, look away for one second and he'll start pissing all over the place. So I've had him piss probably three or four feet up on the wall. I've had him piss all over his face. He pissed all over Haley, Haley's tits the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Soak puddle down her titties. I've never he fucking pissed. He, experienced pissing on my own face before, but my son's done it quite a few times already. Like, how talented do you have to be to piss in your own eye? 
because I mean, I, he does it all the time. I think like, you he's can do done it if you're three, laying on your he's back. He's done it three or four times. I'm not shitting you. The fucker goes straight to his eyeball. Well, tonight, try pissing while you're laying down. I bet you could piss in your eyes. <laughs> all over his face, Buck. I know. Now, the first time it ever happened, it was a rainbow piss. He must have had to really go and had some pressure behind it because it went up and over his head. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. But the second time, he pissed all in his eye, all over his face. Probably had to got it in his mouth everywhere. I mean, it was just a straight piss on his face. And all they do is just lay there in it. Yeah. And the first thing you do when it happens is like, oh, 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 shit. What do I do? And cup, inst- cup it. Instead of grabbing something to cover it or cup it or do something, you're just like, oh, fuck. And you just let it happen. No. I, I did the first few times because I got scared. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. What is this? You're unprepared for and the old just piss missile. Pissing all <laughs> over his face. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then he's crying. And then you worry about his eyeballs because I guess piss is it's, sterile. It's st- his own piss is sterile. Right. Now, if you would piss in his eye, that'd probably be an issue. But <laughs> Right. So, I mean, it's kind of worrisome. I thought like he would have some eyeball issues, like some gunk in there. But he, he was fine. He was cool. But I just felt bad. I'm like, man. The dude, he, he's, got a, he's got a greater iter hose that's pretty accurate, man. Like the, I just bought these brand new hiking shoes because Haley and I is going on our – Seventh year anniversary in Hawking Hills next weekend. So I just bought some new hiking shoes. Yeah. Right? Plan on, we're taking him and Lola and we're going hiking. We got like a uh, carbo or cargo container Airbnb in between two cliff sides. It's kind of fancy. Okay. So I bought these new hike shoes. I yeah. got them on right now. And uh, he didn't piss on him. He didn't piss on the rug. He didn't piss on the, the, the cabinet that the or the little counter that the changing tapers on. He pissed on your fucking shoes. Directly on my shoes, man. The most accurate load I have ever seen. He knew his target. And I couldn't help but and laugh. He neutralized. And yeah, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. It's the I mean, to me that was probably the the most fun I've had in a while is sitting there and watching my kid piss all over my shoes. <laughs> because my first instinct was to move the foot, but I was, I stopped and was like, let's just keep, see, let's just let it happen. See yeah. how much he can get on there. And by yeah. God, he put probably 85% of his piss on my shoes. Now, is he a puker? No. My kid pukes like crazy. He uh, might have reflux too. He, he might. I don't know. I know it's a big thing in a lot of newborns. Anyway, the other night he was laying in his bassinet beside the bed when we were sleeping. He puked up in the air. He was laying on his back, puked up in the air and it came down. And landed on his face, like in his eye. Like his his face was covered in white milk puke. So he looked like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, she don't like that. Oh. He had puke in his eye. And once again, like you, you just worry about shit like that, getting infected and stuff. Now, so, how long did he go? Do you know? Would, did it go long enough to where you slept through it and it dried up? No, or no, it was no, an no, instant? No, it, we, were, we heard it happen. Cause you know, you can hear the baby like chuck up and, you know, start coughing or gagging or whatever. And it, it, and then she's like, oh my God, Clay, he just puked on his eye. He puked in his eye. So I jump out of bed. I run to the, you know, the studio bathroom here. I grab a towel, get it wet. I'm fucking freaking out. The baby's fine. He's fine. Just had a little tummy ache. That's probably not going to be the last, Mm -mm. the last time that kid pukes. No. Right now, Teddy Milk's making him vomit. Pretty soon it'll be bush light. Yeah. One or the other. But, you know, I just can't get over the fact that when I look at him, I'm like, ah, damn, I'm responsible for you for the next 18 years. I hope I do good. I mean, yeah. After today's society, I feel like parents don't necessarily do very well when it comes to raising a child. And you can look at our, like, school systems and realize that shit. So, I mean, it is a lot of responsibility, and you do want to do your you know, your best. You don't want to be that person that's, you know, too strict on them. You want to, you know, a little bit of fun, but yes, you are responsible for this child. Well, and I mean, they can be on your insurance until what? 26? 26, so, I guess. Yeah. Can, I mean, 18's out the window, but, but I yeah. can't, I can't. Every time I look at that kid, I just, I can't help from, but like just smile. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't tear up or nothing, but I do. I'm just like, now, I, there, I just want to, I just want to gobble him up. You know, just, there was a few times where it was just me and him, like mama was off doing something, taking a shower or, you know, cooking herself something to eat. And I was, you know, cuddled up with him in the chair. And, you know, there was a few times I looked down at him and teared up a little bit. It was just like, holy shit. You're finally here, my guy. You're finally fucking here. But he shits like his dad. 
That's one trade he got from me. He stinks. They say the baby poop don't stink. This guy's different. A little rotten ass on him. <laughs> He's got a little rotten ass. You're right, Buck. And let's talk about that black tar. Now, did you experience that since he was in the nursery? Did you get any of the black tar poo? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, the first night, I don't think he went to the bathroom hardly. And then first thing in the morning, the first or the, the first morning is when he had his first, I guess, dirty diaper. And it was, yeah, it's just, it looks like something you put down on a road. Yeah. Like just yeah. pavement. It's like pa- a sealant. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because in the hospital, I don't do well with fecal matter. Like dirty shit. So I, you know, got my gloves on. I look like I'm a, about to have, you know, be the doctor in a surgery. And I, I'm cleaning it up and I got him, you know, rolled over to the side, cleaning his butt crack. And all of a sudden I see a little black bubble come out of his butt. Oh, yeah. And oh, it, yeah. We can talk about this. I mean, it was like a, a pin drop of poo and it just bubbled. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it, yeah. Are you okay, man? Is this is this the lava action going on? But it just looked like a little bit of yep. rubber. Yep, just coming out. Yep. And it was a pin drop worth. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and clean that just up. Just go ahead and get that. Yeah. So have you been in the middle of a change where he's shit, you know, you've cleaned him up, and then you move the diaper and you get ready to put the new diaper underneath of him, and it's too late? Because that happened to me just the other day. Just the other day, I had him laid down, and I call our upstairs living room the war room because, I mean, that's basically where we hang out. You do your planning. You do your— I mean, we got a card out there with everything on it, diapers, you know, wipes, medicines, whatever he needs, lotions, everything that he absolutely needs is on that card. So I usually hang out on the couch during the day. She hangs out in the chair. He's got his swing up there. He's got his, you know— Matt for tummy time and when he lays on his back he's got it all up there anyway that's the war room so we lay down his changing mat on the floor well I'm changing him the other day he's had a big old shit okay and DG was right did you remember that text that I sent out the other day about DG I asked DG a question about when do you know to change him when are they done shitting yeah because he shits a lot and I'm going through a lot of diapers because there for a minute I was changing him right away after he would shit. Yeah, you got to let him soak in it for Right. But I feel bad because that's how they get like rashes and they're not comfortable. So I would change him right away, put a new one on. Guess what? He would shit five minutes later. He wasn't done. Well, the other day I thought he was done. I asked DG, gave me the advice, let him sit for about 15 minutes after he shits. Okay, I did that. Got him down on the mat, took the diaper off, wiped him clean. Wasn't really paying attention. Threw the old diaper away, rolled it up, got the new one over, and there was just shit. I could hear he was farting, and his shit was just spraying out all over the mat. So I moved him up. I'm like, oh, fuck, Katie, 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 fuck, he's shitting. So I move him up on the mat, and I get ready to grab a wipe, and he shits again. All the way up the fucking mat, there was shit. Diarrhea, not diarrhea, but runny, you know, orange baby poop. All the way up the mat, dude. Shit all over the mat. So you've never experienced that. I mean, the only him, thing him shitting while you're changing him, like you, there's nothing you yeah, can do. Oh yeah, I mean, there was yeah, there's one time that he he pulled the the duo factor on me. He was pissing and shitting. Oh, and, both. And you talk about never had that. Yeah, you talk about not knowing what the fuck to do. <laughs> like I was that that was the most helpless I've ever felt. I, like instead of trying to do something, I just I froze up. And he's shitting and he's pissing at the same time. And I didn't like, it's just like, uh, well, I've lost this one. Sounds like a bad Sunday morning for me. Yeah. After a long drinking Saturday. <laughs> Don't know which one to choose. Yeah. I mean, which one do you go after first? That's a good question, Buck. I don't do you, know. Do you stop the piss? I feel like the piss is going to do a little more damage than the shit. Yeah, because the shit's not going far. Yeah, it's, it's right there. It's right there. But the piss, it can go anywhere. We've yeah. experienced that. But the baby shit. It's just weird how it changes from that tar to the normal. It goes from black to green to orange. We're at the, yeah. We're at the orange mark now. I mean, our babies are over a month old. They're at the orange milk part, the breast milk, you know, Mixture. mix. You never experienced the seeds, though. No. You you text me that, and I'm just like, what the fuck There's are you seeds. talking about? There are seeds. And I think that's just, did you use... Um, Curdled milk? Did you use... Uh, some formula at the beginning, a yes, little bit of formula. But it's, it's something Haley picked out, and it's special. Like it's expensive. Okay, well that's fine. But I was just asking because I think that might be the issue why we're not having exactly. Seeds. 
I think the only way you're going to get seeds if he was strictly on breast milk, and we tried to do that at the beginning, and I think that's why I got the seeds because it's it's just like the the milk kerneled up in him. Have you have you tried it yet? The breast milk, mm-hmm. no, but I can't stand the smell of formula. Makes me sick when you wash out those bottles. Shit's nasty, dude. That smell it smells like puke. I don't know how them babies like that. It's nasty. Have you noticed that the bottle smell? Uh, no. Do you wash the bottles? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't just say, buddy. I'm gonna make you. Make well, you I didn't know one. if you guys had a system or something, but um, yeah, the formula bottles are nasty smelling, man. I hate washing those. I hate using formula just for that fact. And it's real sticky. Like if you get breast milk on your hand, it's kind of like a lubricant. If that makes sense. Real smooth. Because like, you know, like the rashes on the baby's face when they're young, they, the doctors tell you to rub breast milk on it. They say use titty milk for everything. everything. I feel like the formula, it's just real sticky. You know, the babies, when they're that young, they start, it starts coming down to like their chin and getting on their chest. It's just a fucking mess, man. The breast milk is okay. Cause it don't stink and it's not sticky. I like using that a lot better, but right now we're using both. It's a mixture. Yeah, Haley, she probably pumps, I don't know, anywhere between 60 to 80 milliliters at a time. So I think he's up to like 120 that he's eating. Yeah. So we'll do a mix and then, you know, do what we got to do with it. But you can definitely tell when he's feeding the difference between titty milk and formula. Does he get full quicker on the titty milk? He will fucking chug. Like he won't take his mouth off the nipple one time on the titty. It's like he's drinking an ice cold mick. Yeah. A Mick Ultra. When the, titty, when the titty milk's in his mouth, he ain't stopping. He's guzzling that shit like it's his job. The formula, he'll... Yeah, he's just like, fuck. Yeah. I don't want this, this shit. This ain't the real shit. Why are you this making is, me eat this? This is old Milwaukee compared to exactly, Mick Ultra. Exactly. That's that's exactly what we call it. Well, I call it natty. Okay. The formula's the natty, and then her titty's the, the Mick Ultra. Ultra. Okay. Yeah. But you like natty. I fucking lived on that shit for years, I know man. you did. That's that, my go-to. That's weird, though. That he likes the the expensive shit. I mean, he takes after his mom. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> now, who do you? What do you? What what traits do you think Kobe has of each parent? Okay, we can get it because we that. got we got a couple. Um, mine is he's definitely got my hairline. I think Kobe looks identical to you. Okay, yeah, he's definitely got my hairline because he's like balding on top, but his the back of his head and the sides are really like dark. Like he don't have a he don't have a lot of hair on top, but the sides of the back are fucking thick, and that's what I'm rolling with right now. Yeah. So that's definitely me, and I feel like the only the trait that he's got from his mom is his nose and the chin, because I don't know if you look at her and you look at his nose and chin, I feel like he's got like a really really small chin, and Katie really, I mean, if you look at her, she really don't have that big of a chin. She might have no chin at all. It looks like I might have to take a glance when she, I go she, up. She she don't she don't have a big chin. And I feel like he don't either. I feel like it's his lit, his nose, mouth, and chin is all her, but everything else is me. Because if you look at him, his arms and legs are long. His torso's short. That's what I am. And his his hands, if you look at some pictures of his hands, his hands are huge. And I've got pretty big hands for my size too. So I feel like that's basically me. But like I said, just uh, from the nose down to the chin is her. That's what I feel like. Everybody who's commented on any picture or talked to me or her says he looks just like me. Yeah, I see I see a lot of you in, in Kobe. I mean, it's definitely a fact you're the father. I don't know if I'm the father of my kid because, I mean, honestly, you look at us, who's he look like? I don't know. They'll say, oh, he looks like Haley. Oh, he looks like you. Bullshit. You have no idea. Nobody knows who this child looks like. <laughs> it's a mixture. It's like, a good it's mixture like, of both. Yeah, it's like it got mixed up somewhere in some <laughs> fucking lab. <laughs> <laughs> they gave you the wrong syringe. Is that what you're saying? Uh, something. I mean, the wrong dick went in or something. I don't, who knows? It's. <laughs> but if I had to say anything, he does look like his mom in the mouth wise. You know, he's got if very, I, very thin lips. If I had to choose, I think he favors your wife. Well, I hope because she's beautiful. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> you saying you guys don't know is you know it, it, you're right because I I when I look at Mox, I'm like man I don't know it's a, it's a great mixture of both. Now I see, feel like my mom had sent me a picture of my nephew Leo, who Leo, when I grew up, if you would put pictures of me and him side by side, 
you would not be able to tell the difference between the two of us. Yeah, I remember that. And she had sent a picture of Leo's baby pics and Mox and Leo look almost identical. Really? Yes. So that, I mean, okay. So that so favors you. Maybe. Who knows? Um, he's definitely got my legs. He's got real tiny, you know, thin, Victoria's Secret looking legs. His uh, his toes, they look like fingers. So he's definitely got his, his mom's feet, real thin heels. You know, they're just... But he's long. I mean, I, he's he's growing out of onesies like it's, yeah. it's his he's job. He's a big boy. He's not real, like, chubby, though. No. He's just long. He's a fucking linebacker, dude. Yeah. Like, he's... if He's just built... He's built like Uncle Buddy. Oh. You think... Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, just the way he's built. Like, Buddy's, Buddy's not fat, and Buddy's not skinny. He's just fucking well built. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Mox is. I feel like he's just going to be a damn running back linebacker. Yeah. He's built like it. I don't know. We're still up in the air on what who exactly he looks yeah. like. It's it changes time to time. Hell, his hair one day looks red. Well, not one day. You know, one hour it looks red, the next hour it looks blonde, the next hour it looks, you know, like brownish blonde. So, yeah. we don't even know exactly what color his hair is, but he's got he's got some nice lettuce on him. Yeah, we, he does have good hair. See, when I came out as a kid, I really didn't have any hair, really. But Katie had full-on brown hair. And he's got full-on somewhat brown hair. But when I grew up, I started out with kind of like a brown. But then I went, like my, when I turned like one, two, three, it was blonde curls. It was all blonde curls. So we're wondering if he'll keep the dark brown hair or if it'll change. You know how it can change into that dirty blonde curl. See, we don't know because she's got real straight hair and I got nothing but curly hair. Yeah. Haley Haley wants him to have my hair, which I want him to have her hair. I would love to have a kid with just long blonde locks. Yeah. You know, it just says beach boy all over him. I think he's going more that way. Yeah. I would enjoy it. You remember Happy Gilmore's first caddy? The little blonde looking motherfucker. Let me tell you, (laughs) that, that fucking text that you sent in the group chat, the Sip and Serve group chat that you said... I don't know who he looks like, but he does look like someone you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, who's that? And you said, Happy Gilmore's fucking caddy. I lost it. Yeah. I looked at that picture, and then I looked at the baby, and I'm like, yep, he's right. (laughs) That was some funny shit. Like That made me just fucking crack up. I don't know, Buck. It'll it'll be fun the next year to see who he develops into with you guys. I feel like he changes day to day. I mean, he's starting to smile, grin. Um, look around a lot more. Yeah, being like, more active, more of you know, of less than a a a play doll, and now he's more of a you know, let's hang out kind of dude. Trying to figure it all out is yeah. what he's doing. Um, DG sent us a text the other day asking about if they're smiling yet, and I I don't think my son's smiling. I think he's just starting to grin, starting to find himself, starting to see a lot better. Like you said, like the other day, uh, Katie's mom was holding, and I was behind her. Like, I was behind the couch looking at him, and, like, I would go back and forth, and I would talk to him, and, like, he would try to follow me with his eyes. He really didn't know where I was, but he heard my voice, and he would look this way. He would hear my voice, and he would look this way, and I was just kind of moving my hands. So he's starting to figure out, like, I don't know if it's shadows or or shapes, whatever, my voice. I don't know, but he's starting to figure out, you know, movement. Like you said, he's starting to follow you with his eyes. I can't wait till the day where he can just look you, look at you like you come in from work or something and you pick him up and he, and just, he just laughs, laughs smiles. and smiles. Yep. Yeah. Or cries. Or that. Because he hates your guts. Yeah. One or the other. You'll figure it out. My sister is in love with this kid. Already spoils the shit out of him. And every time she holds him, it's just ear to ear. He's grinning, laughing, smiling. Sure, he might like her. It might be his favorite aunt, whatever. It's the way she talks. I think sound has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like she is very like squeaky, low pitched, talking to him like a baby. So that makes him like, mm, <laughs> like type of shit. You know, I don't talk to, I don't, hi little boy, how you doing? <laughs> I talk to him like I'm talking to you. Right. And I do the same kind of, I change my voice a little bit, but not the baby voice, you know. That, when you go baby tone on me, I'm just like, now put a sock in your mouth. Does it, does it frustrate you? When other people go baby tone with him? <laughs> See, I don't say it, but I'm just like, uh, 
I'll throw in like a hey man, what's up? Like something like that. Hey yeah. buddy. Yeah. Like I'm not going, hey baby, hey little boy, hey Jesse Woodsy. Oh, let me get them little fingers. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Let's just keep it normal, people. Let's, let's just keep it normal. Let's hold him. If you want to change your voice a little bit, that's fine. Level. <laughs> it makes me gag. <laughs> so have you figured out like things that he likes? Because I've got two of them that I found out that Cobe likes. He loves going on walks. Like if he's out in like the air, the wind, if he gets wind on his face, he loves it. Goes to sleep instantly. Sometimes he's grinning. He loves being outside. Also, he loves car rides. Like if he's in his car seat, he might be the happiest ever. Sometimes we get him home and we take him out of the car seat because he needs fed or needs his diaper change. He starts crying because we took him out of his car seat. Oh yeah, when we get back from an event, you know, leaving the house and coming back, if he's chill like he normally is, we just put him in the house and leave him there until we got to feed him. Right. He's I do that content. too. But the, there comes a point in time where you got to get him out of there because that posture can't be great for him. You know, he's kind of he's kind of like a kind of like a, a miniature U, U shape. Like he's bent a little bit in his head. I can't keep Kobe's head up. Does he sit in the car seat cock, cock head? Mm. <laughs> cock eyed, cock head. <laughs> like his head is like bent laying on his shoulder. No, we don't. Kobe got a limp neck. Yeah, like because he's got a long neck like his dad. He can't keep he can't really, you know, keep it on one side. So tummy time how's tummy time going there? Tummy time's fine, but what I'm saying is like it doesn't matter if I turn right or left in the car, his head is always one way or the other. He never switches it. Like if he we set him up straight and he just falls. And he goes and he won't move it back. He's strong enough too because he does it all the time on my chest when I'm burping him. Yeah. He just Fucking likes holding it's his head on his shoulder. So he's gonna walk around. It's cool, fucking. Yeah, with a cock neck. <laughs> we, we can't call it a cock neck. Well, I know, but it's gonna be bent if he don't straighten that up. So we've been trying to put like a blanket in there to keep him from bending his head, but somehow, some way, he moves that blanket out, and he just fucking likes laying on his shoulder. His head is literally sideways in the car seat. Yeah. So when we get him I've, out, I've seen pictures of Kobe, and yeah. he's like. Yeah. Looks like he's staring at a Mona Lisa picture or something. Yeah. Just yeah. Sideways. So whenever we get him out and bring him in, like you said, we like to leave him in the car seat, but we're scared about his posture. We don't leave, want to leave him like that for very long. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Because you're a brand new parent. Right. You don't want him to grow up, you know, just need to look go at, to the look chiropractor. At, look at my fucking posture. Look at his dad's posture. We don't want him to have that. Yeah. I'm bent over all the time. Like, if you seen me <sighs> and you didn't know me, you would think I was fucking 5'11". I'm serious. If I stand up straight, I'm 6'3". It's just the way it is. I don't want him to be like that. So I'm trying to work on the posture, Buck. I don't like him being in that car seat very long, but damn it, it's hard to get him out when he's content. Is he growing pretty pretty fast? Dude, he's growing like a fucking weed. He was born at 6'9". We took him to the doctor's appointment uh, a few days later. He was 6'1", so he lost 8 ounces. And the doctor's like... As long as he didn't lose 10 ounces. When you lose your, your, right. your birth yeah. weight. He goes, as long as he didn't lose 10, he's good. Just keep him on the feeding schedule. You guys will be all right. We're like, okay. Because I was kind of worried because he was small to begin with. I mean, he was he was two, two and a half weeks early, whatever it was. And he came out small. I'm like, okay. So he lost that weight. I'm like, damn, now he's really small. So we went back last week. He went from 6'1 to 8'2 in a month. I'm not lying. He's 8.2 pounds right now. There ain't no way. You want to fucking bet? I'll show you the paper when we're done. In a month, he gained two pounds. We had a doctor's point in between there. He got back up to 6'8". Yeah. But then the next time, he was 8'2". And he grew one inch. He was 19 and a half inches long, and now he's 20 and a half. So he's just as long as Moxon, but your son probably weighs two pounds heavier than he does. What's Mox up to now? I mean, we haven't... we. <laughs> We haven't weighed him. I mean, he's obviously he's got. But you've been to the doctor. Not didn't you just go the other day? No, it's been probably three weeks with, or two weeks since. Oh, we, I thought. Oh, that was just your wife's appointment. Yeah, my wife and your wife talk all the time now. Oh, well, that's but anyway, didn't she have her appointment the other day? Her OBGYN yeah. appointment. Yeah. but he didn't go. Like it wasn't a baby. Okay. It was so check you, her. you haven't been back yet. No, I mean not the not the two month one. For the one month checkup or anything, you haven't been back. No. Oh, okay. I think she goes back this week or something. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he's up to 8.2 pounds. After a month, 
I mean, five weeks, he's 8.2 pounds. He's grown an inch. She said he's growing like a weed. But I feel like Mox, he came out at 8.2, so he's got to be close to I 10. Mean, he, no, he dropped down to like uh, 7. I know, but Cobe dropped down to 6.1. So Mox has got to be close to 10. I'd say he's probably 10, but he he's too long for his... I mean, he's growing lengthwise as well. Yeah, so he's probably like 22 inches now. What, didn't he come Maybe out 20-some? 20.2 or so. Yeah, so he's probably... 21 22 inches yeah i mean he's pretty fucking long yeah but see, they, see that's the thing that's crazy though like you look at you and Haley, and you look at me and katie we're both tall you guys are on the shorter side don't roll your eyes and then your if kid I, your if kid my posture was good i'd be six three your kid is just so much bigger than ours yeah that's what i keep telling Haley. i said how funny how funny will this shit be when senior night we walk him across the field and the motherfucker's six five <laughs> could be <laughs> And Kobe comes out 5'8". It's like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> so do, what What does he like? I told you that he likes riding in the car seat and taking walks. What Have you figured it out? Does he like watching TV? Or? His, his number one is just being with either Haley and I. Like, we, if we hold him, he's just happy as shit. Yeah. All the, the time. Does he get calm. pissed when you put him down? For a moment, yeah. and then he's just like, "Hey, guess what? I'm just, I'm just gonna lay here and chill." But number one would have to be bath time. This dude loves bath time. Yeah, just everything about it. He enjoys it. You know what? Now that you say that, I had that road down for me to talk about. He Kobe loves it too. The first one was bad because it was the first time he's ever experienced it. But other than that, dude, he don't cry at all. None. He just he's like, oh, he's like always wiggling, like oh, 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 like making noises. He loves it. It's a, it's funny the progression like that he's made. At first, it was like he was just new to it, tense, and now he like relaxes, he, gets he, laid out. He puts his fucking feet up on the thing, and then this he's fall treatment. We got the towel in the dryer drying so we can have him ready. When oh he's yeah, done and, that's a must. You know, you get the the fingernail thing out to grind his fingernails down, and I'm just like, Are you gonna turn him into a prep. Yeah, he's going to be preppy as shit, I feel like, and I'm not going to like it at all. <laughs> hey, there was a time where you supported the Hollister and the Abercrombie and never, all that. Never, never Hollister. You fucking did your never Hollister. bangs and you dyed your bangs and spiked it up. You were a preppy boy at one time. We all were. Everybody, Everyone went through that experience, I feel like. Biggest change I ever made, and it might have been like three weeks long, was the, the chain to the wallet. Really? Yeah. You were one of those guys. Just for like three My weeks. mom would never buy me one. Yeah. She goes, you would never wear that. The chain to the wallet. Wow. That's that's Now, what big, age What age was that? I was like eight or nine. I didn't even have money in my fucking wallet. <laughs> oh, so you had the Spider-Man wallet with the chain on it. I I don't even know if you could <laughs> clip the chain to it because it was Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> you just put the chain in your pocket, let yeah. the other end hang out. Yeah. Yeah. The, the chain went yeah. to the pocket where the wallet was, but they weren't attached. Mm-hmm. That was my big change. I I went through the chain of the wallet pocket thing. Break down fatherhood for me. Just break it down. Just lay it on me. Um, I feel like overall we have had an exceptional child. One that's not, you know, needy. Doesn't cry a whole lot. Doesn't expect a lot out of us. And that might be because we're already a step ahead of him. You know, we're already prepped. We, are, we have a system. We have a schedule. So I feel like that makes it 100 times easier. Haley and I are both 150% in on this. So it makes it so much easier when the other person is is as helpful as you want to be. So do I want to have another one in the next six weeks? Fuck no. But three, you know, two, three years down the road? Absolutely. So you're thinking another one? Yeah. Really? Hopefully another boy and his his name will be Falco. (laughs) <laughs> Box of Falco. So if you're listening to this and you steal my fucking name, Falco, I'll probably kill you. Well, good thing is, I've never heard of another little boy named Mox. I don't think you're going to have to worry about Falco. Maybe. You just put it out there for thousands to listen to. Millions. And millions. But, like I said, I, I explained it before, but that whole process of the whole birth and, you know, becoming a father is like the most amazing thing that you're ever going to experience. I watched that whole thing. And in my head, I'm just like, I never thought this was going to happen to me. We tried for five years. There was a time that, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't think I'm ever going to have a little boy or a little girl. But God damn it, that day it happened. 
frustrating at times, like you said. Oh, yeah. But it's all worth it, man. You're taking care of a living human being, and he's your responsibility. And I fucking love every part of it. If you're a first-time parent, you don't know what the hell to do, dude. You figure it the fuck out. And that's DJ, DG's advice, Troy's advice. Every father that has gave us advice said, dude, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you can you can watch as many videos Fuck as yeah. you want. You can you can make a notebook. You can pl- write it down. You can plan as much as you want. But until you get smacked in the face, I mean. Yeah, you're dude, you can do all the planning you want. You it ain't going to fucking do no go good. go with the motions. If it's your first time. You figure. I mean, we're five out. weeks old, and we act like we're professionals. No, I'm father, not. But. I'm not professional at all, dude. I told you what I need to work on. I need to work on feeding him better and burping him. Those are the ones thing, the two things that I need to work on. I need to work on burping, and I need to work on feeding. And I feel like if I conquer that, I'm all right. Anything you need to work on? I mean, it's nobody's an expert right off the rip. No. Uh, but is there something you struggle with? Probably the whole diaper, the Di- whole diaper change yeah. aspect. Because he, he's fucking with me. The kid, he, he's playing games. He knows. He knows when to piss and when not to. I Sometimes I forget to tuck the wiener buck. And that fucker sprays out the side to ruin his clothes. Mama was going to a festival today over there in Washington Courthouse. And you, you put it on him? I put the diaper on him. He's going to come home and piss all over Yeah, him. he already did before they left. She had an outfit that was like fall collars, like orange and green. Didn't get to wear it. Why? Dad forgot to tuck the wiener. Pissed right out the side all over himself. His whole back was wet. Guess who got to blame for that? Well, the thing is with Mox, his, his diapers, he's got to wear a size two. I'm still in newborns, brother. Yeah, if he wears a newborn or one, it hangs out the side. DG texted us last week, ready for a roundtable. Next podcast, Troy and DG will be on. The board man will be back. Me and Uncle Buck will be here. Roundtable, next episode. <laughs>